Well, hey, praise the Lord. I'm Pastor Michael Jakes, and welcome once again to the Sunday Sermon Series. We're here once again with a word for your heart and for your soul. We pray that all is well with you once again as we open up the Word of God. Amen. We are streaming right now live over Facebook and YouTube, and we pray uh, that you will be able to stay with us once again as we do so. Amen. Today, we are finishing off our series entitled Alive and Well. We've been looking at empowering scenes from the early church, and that means that we've been in the book of Acts. Today uh, will be no different, and we're going to finish off uh, with some bottom line ministry tips, amen? Bottom line ministry tips, amen? That's what we're going to be talking about. Uh, what, would, what were the disciples, how were they, Paul and all the other disciples, how were they able to make it through uh, this dark time in the history of the church? It was a, it was the beginning of the church, but yet it began to be dark as persecution set in. But what is it and what caused them to be able to continue on doing what they were doing? Bottom line ministry. We need to know what that's all about. Amen. And we're going to get underway with the word of God and a word of prayer right after this. Yes, amen. And we are glad that you are here this morning. Once again, praise the Lord and God bless you all who are watching with us uh, today. Amen. I want to pray and then I want to bring you to a very, very important portion of scripture here in the book of Acts. Amen. Lord, we bless your name once again and we honor you. We praise you for giving us once again this opportunity to open up your word. Lord, it is not something that we take uh, for granted. Lord Jesus, we do not take it lightly. Lord, you have given us this word and Lord, we pray. Uh, that we will do no violence to your word as it goes forth. Lord, we pray that you will have your way. Speak to us. Do as only you can do as your word goes forth. Lord, we pray that you will enlighten, you will encourage, you will empower. Lord, that you will heal. Lord, that you will save. Lord, just have your way as your word goes forth. Lord, I pray uh, that, Lord, you will give me clarity of mind and heart even as your word goes forth. And Lord, I pray that once again, you will have your way. We bless you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to bring you in the book of Acts to the chapter number 26. Chapter number 26. And once again, once again, good morning, good morning, and good morning. Amen. Chapter number 26, and we'll start reading in verse number 16. Acts chapter 26, starting in verse number 16. <clears throat> it says, But rise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness both of these things which thou hast seen, and of those things in the which I will appear unto thee, 
delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom now I send thee, to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith which is in me. Whereupon, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient unto the heavenly vision, but showed first unto them of Damascus and at Jerusalem and throughout all the coast of Judea, and then to the Gentiles, that they should repent and turn to God and do works meet for repentance. Amen. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Here we see uh, Paul's declaring to King Agrippa uh, in full uh, the account of what happened to him on the road to Damascus. We've read, uh, you read about it uh, earlier in the book of Acts, and Paul has spoken about it several times uh, in a more a shortened version. But here we see a fuller version of what the Lord told him. Uh, he, he goes and he says uh, that the Lord was sending him to open the eyes uh, and to turn people from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God. It, it just gives a, a, a fuller view, a fuller understanding of Paul's ministry, amen, and some ministry it was. Now, in a very real way, everything that God told Paul that he was to be and was to do, once again, it turns out that this is also our mission. No, you may not go to the places that he went, you and I, uh, and you may not uh, have the type of life that he had. You may not be a missionary. I'm not a missionary as we understand a missionary, but yet and still the goal, the bottom line of ministry, this is it. This is the bottom line of ministry. This is what ministry is all about. And no matter what ministry you are involved in, in your particular church, and, and it, there are a plethora of ministries. If you go to a smaller church, there'll be smaller ministries. If you go to a larger church, there'll be larger ministries. And 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 larger churches have to uh, tend to have more uh, ministries, more diversified ministries, because there's more people. Uh, but whatever your ministry is, this is the bottom line. This is the bottom line. Homeless ministry, hospitality ministry. Uh, bus ministry, no matter what your ministry is. And once again, there are so many different ministries. Here is what is necessary. Here is what you need to know about ministry. Your ministry, no matter what it is, men's ministry, women's ministry, children's ministry, uh, youth ministry, no matter what it is, this is what it's all about. Prayer ministry, this is what it's all about. To open their eyes, to turn the people from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them, which are sanctified by faith that is in me. That's it. That's the bottom line of ministry. That's the bottom line of what serving uh, Jesus is all about. As far as it pertains to ministry, amen, this is it. We see once again that we've gone here before, but I need to go here again so that we can see and compare exactly uh, what Jesus came for. We know that Jesus came to seek and save that which was lost. We know that Jesus came uh, to destroy uh, the works of the devil. Amen. We understand this. But when we see Jesus' own mission statement in Acts chapter 
uh, and rather in Luke chapter uh, four, we read Jesus speaking here. He says, for the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Very similar to what he tells uh, Paul that he is to do. It's a continuation. Bottom line ministry continues that which Jesus began while he was here on earth. That's what bottom line ministry is all about. It is reaching out to those who do not know the Lord. It is making sure that everyone hears the gospel. And no, you can't bring the gospel to the whole world, but you are responsible for the place where the Lord has placed you. I'm responsible for the place where the Lord has sent me. The Lord may not have you be a pastor or a minister or a leader somewhere. He may not have you be a teacher. But once again, you are responsible in the sphere that the Lord has placed you. Amen. Once again, we've talked about it. We've talked about the ministry of reconciliation. This is what it is all about. This is bottom line ministry. And notice what Paul says. He was not disobedient to uh, the vision, the heavenly vision. He was not disobedient. He went ahead and he did that which the Lord had called him to do. And I believe that that which the Lord uh, came here to do is what we are to continue to do. Amen. That's what it's all about. Bottom line ministry. But even before you get involved in bottom line ministry, when, when, you, when you come to an understanding of what bottom line ministry is all about, there are yet some things uh, that you need to know. There are yet some things that you need to know. Let's go uh, to chapter number 27. Chapter number 27. And here Paul, here Paul is, is on his ship and he is bound for Rome where he wanted to be. And, and it says here in verse number 17, I'm um, in chapter 27 of, of Acts, chapter of uh, verse number 17, which when they had taken up, they used helps undergirding the ship fearing lest they should fall into the quicksands, uh, strike sail, and so were driven. And verse 18 says they were exceedingly tossed. Uh, so this goes on. This goes on. They're in the middle of this storm. But here's what happened. But after, verse number 21, but after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, ye should have hearkened unto me and not have loosed from Crete and to have gained this harm and loss, and to have gained this harm and loss. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. Verse number 23, here it comes. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, listen carefully, whose I am and whom I serve. Verse 24 saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar. And lo, God has given thee all them that sail with thee. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God, and it shall be even as it was told me. Three things we read in these verses that Paul understood, and this is what kept him moving. This is what kept him moving forward. This is what kept him in bottom line ministry, being aware of what it was all about that he was doing. He was convinced. Paul was convinced 
about bottom line ministry. He was he was determined to not be disobedient to the heavenly vision. But here's what he knew. Number one, in verse number 23, for there stood by me this night, the angel of God, whose I am. Whose I am. And that brings a question. Number one, do you know who you belong to? Do you know who you belong to? That's very important. Paul had a complete understanding of and a complete assurance of who he belonged to. Amen. This helped him to keep himself, this knowing who he belonged to helped him to keep moving ahead. Amen. In the heavenly vision. Second thing, he says, whose I am and whom I serve. Who do you serve? Do you know who you're serving? Are you serving God or are you serving mammon? Are you serving the Lord or are you in the world? I mean, we, we, need, to, we need to come to an understanding. Just who are we serving? Just who are we trying to please? Are there any idols? Is there anything in my life that is holding me back? Anything uh, that is keeping me in a place where I'm not progressing? Anything in my life that is keeping me from being obedient to the heavenly vision. Anything that's stopping me from realizing and understand what uh, uh, what uh, this ministry is all about. What it's all about, this bottom line ministry. You see, because when we get caught up into the world, and we get caught up doing this and doing that, and get just get caught up in the philosophies of the world, they take our eyes off of the bottom line. That's what the world does. The world distracts us from the bottom line. Listen, there are so many distractions that we see today. All of the things that we see going on in the world for the last year and a half and before, and, and all the things that we see even now for the last uh, several weeks, it's distraction. Yes, it's the world. Yes, it's what's going on. Yes, God is in control, but the enemy will use these things as distractions to throw us off base, uh, to move us from our mark, and to keep us from being in tune with the bottom line ministry, which is making sure that people see Jesus and know Jesus. Amen. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. And anything that will pull you away from that anything that will anything that will stop you from seeing that you need to move it out of your life you do you know who you serve serve him see him because you belong to him thirdly paul says in verse number 25 wherefore sirs be of good cheer he says for i believe god i Believe God. Amen. Do you know who you believe in? Three very similar but different questions. They all entail different things. Amen. Who do you uh, do you know who you belong to? Do you know who you serve? And do you know who you believe? Do you believe? Amen. Let me bring you uh to uh Second Timothy chapter one. 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse number 12. It says, 
for the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Amen. When you know whom you believe, that means that you have placed your full confidence in who he is and what he has done. And you know that whatever takes place, whatever takes place, God sees, God knows. Amen. Do you believe? Do you believe? Amen. And who do you believe? Do you believe? Do you believe the enemy? who would tell you otherwise, who would whisper into your ears, into your heart, uh, different things that are not true? Or do you believe God? Do you believe what he has spoken? Once you have these things in hand, once you have an understanding of who you belong to and who you serve and, and that you believe in him above all others, now you're able to step into, you're able to step into uh, this uh, bottom line ministry. You're able to step in, but there's still some things you have to remember. There's still several things you have to remember. I want to bring you back into the book of Acts once again, and I want to bring you to Acts chapter number 14. Acts chapter number 14. And here in Acts chapter number 14, I want to bring you back. I want to bring you back uh, to Antioch. We spoke about Antioch. We spoke, we spoke uh, several weeks ago about the truth about Antioch and why they were called Christians first in Antioch. But now here, the disciples here are now back in Antioch. It's about four or five years after the time that they were called Christians first. They return. And here they are here in Antioch uh, once again. And I'm going to start reading in chapter number 14 and verse number 21. It says, and when they had preached the gospel to that city, notice, still preaching the gospel, and had taught many, they returned again to Lystra and to Iconium and Antioch, confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith and that we must through much tribulation enter into the kingdom of God. Let me read 23. And when they had ordained them elders in every church and had prayed with fasting, they commended them to the Lord on whom they believe. Once again, there's that word believe, but I want to bring it to back to verse number 22, that we through much tribulation enter into the kingdom of God. And that's something that we have to remember, something that we cannot allow to be removed uh, from our understanding, that while we have this bottom line ministry and that we know what it is, that it means that we are to go forth and, and bring the gospel so that eyes will be opened and hearts will be healed and, the, and all of these things will take place. We have to understand that there must first be bottom line living. Bottom line living. Amen. Once again, Paul understood. He understood who he belonged to, who he was serving, and he knew in whom he had believed. He understood that. That's that set aside. He, he We've got that. But right now, how are you going to continue to do the work 
that the Lord has called you out to do if you can't live right. And living right, I mean putting your faith in Christ and his finished work. He says here that we must through much tribulation enter into the kingdom of God. It's not going to be a cakewalk. It's not going to be a rose garden. It is not something that's going to be simple. And when you add the fact that you are preaching the gospel, and I don't mean standing behind a pulpit, when you are living for Jesus, the way Jesus lived, once again, remember, remembering the ultimate goal of the Christian life. What is the ultimate goal of the Christian life? To be like Jesus. Remember that. That's the ultimate goal. And if that's your ultimate goal, that means you are living your life according to the word of God. Amen. And when you live your life according to the word of God, you are going to make enemies along the way. Yet You're not going to be that one that everybody's going to see and they're going to love. Yes, there, there will be that faction that will say you're a nice person and, and you're pleasant and, and you're peaceful. and all. It, you will have those people in your life that are not saved that will say those things. But as a whole, when you live for Jesus, there's going to be friction. You're going to rub people the wrong way, even when you're not doing anything. The spirit of God inside of you is going to mess with their spirit. Just having you near them sometimes will cause a problem with them. They won't understand. But understand that it's not you. It's Christ. Through much, much tribulation, we must enter into the kingdom of God. There are going to be some things that you have to go through. Amen? There's going to be some things. But here's what Jesus said in John 16, 33. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Amen? I have overcome the world. Amen. We're talking about bottom line living. Before you get to bottom line ministry, it's got to be some bottom line living. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Amen. What did uh, Paul uh, tell young Timothy in 2 Timothy uh, chapter number three and verse number 12? He says, all that live godly in Christ Jesus may suffer persecution, might suffer persecution. No. He said, all that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. The word persecution has to do with pursuing those that will pursue you with evil intent. That's what it means to be persecuted. And maybe you and I have not uh, been on that level of persecution yet that we understand and that we see others uh, in uh, around the world. Amen. That may yet be future for us, but yet and still, all that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. That's not a random thought. That is that is prophetic. We shall suffer persecution. Amen. We shall suffer persecution. Uh, we read in Isaiah chapter number forty-three uh, that the floods, the flood waters may come but they won't overtake us. Amen. Uh, there will be fire, but we won't be burnt. Amen. This is his promise. So as difficult as it may get, once again, there's got to be some bottom line living. We have to know where to put our faith. Amen. We don't put our faith in how much we do. We don't put our faith in how much we've done. 
Amen. We don't put our faith in our church. We don't put our faith in our leaders. We put our faith in Christ and his finished work. That is Christ and what he has done. That's where our faith belongs at all times. Amen. We read in Psalm 46 in verse number one that God, God himself is in trouble. <laughs> God is in trouble. Who's trouble? God is a very present help in time of trouble. He's in our trouble. When trouble comes, he will be there. Uh, then old, an old song that we used to sing, trouble in my way. I have to cry sometimes. Trouble in my way. I have to cry sometimes. I lay awake at night, but that's all right. Why? Because Jesus is going to fix it after a while. And that's how we have to see things, that there will be trouble. The book of Job says that man that is a uh, man that is born of woman a few days and full of trouble. Full of trouble. Amen. And so, but we must trust in him. We have to put our faith in Christ and what he has done. Let me bring you to 1 Peter chapter number one. 1 Peter chapter number one. And I'll be reading from starting in verse number six. Talking about our present trials. Wherein you greatly rejoice. Though now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations. That's talking about trials. That's talking about tests. That's talking about those things that God will allow in your life to test you. Great faith must be tested greatly. God will allow you to be tested. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. There's a reason. God will allow you to be tested. To the level of your limitations, he will allow you to be tested. There's no such thing as you can't take it. There's no such thing as this is too much for me. That's what we sense. That's what we feel in ourselves. But that's not how it is. God will not put more on you than you can uh, handle. That's from 1 uh, Corinthians chapter 10 and verse number 13. Amen. That's God's promise. Let me read you from 1 Peter 1 and verse 7. That the trial of your faith, here's the reason, here's the purpose, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. I got to go one more. Whom having not seen, ye love in whom though now ye see him not, yet believing, remember what we said about Paul, he believed God, yet believing ye rejoice <laughs> with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Joy that is cannot even be expressed. That's what the trials and the tests lead to. That's what it will bring about. Joy unspeakable. And if we don't, if we don't experience that type of joy here, we will experience it when we get home. That's the type, type of joy that the trials and the testing are meant to bring about. Verse number nine, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. That's talking about ultimate salvation. Remember, salvation is in three tenses. We have been saved. We are being saved presently. We are, you are saved. You're being saved. And we shall be saved. 
That's our ultimate salvation. Sin gone, sin nature gone, temptation gone, trials gone, testing gone, fire gone, flood gone, all gone. Our ultimate salvation is when we see Jesus. And that day is coming soon. He is coming back soon. Amen. And so we see bottom line living is necessary if there's going to be bottom line ministry. And you have to have those three things intact. Knowing who, who you belong to, knowing who you serve, and knowing who you believe. And standing on his promises. I believe. I believe. And though, once again, and you're going to be tested. Oh, yes, you are going to be tested. If you haven't been tested, prepare yourself to be tested. Amen. And that's not that's not a word of pessimism. That's a word of reality. Amen. That's a word of reality. But don't look on it as something bad when you're being tested. When you're going through it, don't look on it as something. This is terrible. Why am I going through this? Why not you? Why not you? Because you belong to him and he sees you worthy to go through what you go through. He is trying to gift you. He is trying to, he is trying to give you something. Once again, your faith, which is more precious than gold or silver that perishes. Your faith is more important than those things. As valuable as they are, your faith is much more valuable to him. And he is strengthening your faith. He is burgeoning your faith when you go through things. That doesn't mean that we say, okay, Lord, give me more stuff. Lord, give me more trials. Give me more tests on my faith to be stronger. No, that's not how we walk around. They will come. They, they will come. In the, natural, uh, in the natural progression of things, life happens. Things happen. And once again, there are times that you will be in the middle of a storm, that the Lord will allow things to come to you, but it's for a greater purpose. That's something that's difficult for us to understand, especially while we are in the midst of it. But we have to keep, once again, bottom line living and bottom line ministry. We have to make sure that they are yet working. As I am in the midst of my bottom line living, I must make sure that I am not distracted because of what may be going on, my, going on in my life, that I'm not distracted from bottom line ministry. One should not affect the other. And once again, I'm not a judge as to what people go through. I don't know all the things that people go through. All I know that God has a plan. And God wants us to give the gospel out. And even if I'm going through a difficult time, a difficult place, wherever he places me, wherever he puts me, and I'm talking about whether it be physical, financial, I don't know. There are so many different ways that we can be tested. I am still to let my light so shine before men that they may see uh, my good works and glorify my Father which is in heaven. I am still supposed to be a witness no matter what state I am. Remember what Paul said. He had learned whatever state he was in, whatever condition he found himself in, he said he learned therewith to be content. He continued while Paul was in prison. He said he prayed that he would have the boldness to continue 
uh, to preach and to be bold as he ought to be bold. Amen. So there needs to be yet a boldness. Amen. Even when we find ourselves in dire straits, continue to make the gospel known. You are reaching more people than you know. People are watching. People are seeing. Amen. And you have an opportunity. You have an opportunity for people to see Jesus. Some people that won't go into the church building, but you will be an epistle. You will be a letter. You will be, you will be there in, in, in this sense. Once again, you will be Christ to them. And you are not Christ. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that you are Christ, and I'm not either. But people will see you and they will say, There's something to this. When I lost my 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 children many years ago, I would go to work. And they would see me still coming and still showing up and still doing my job. I had time off, but I came back and I was performing my duties. And 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 some people would pull me to the side. They say, "I don't know how you how you do what you do. I don't know. I wouldn't be able to do what you do, having been through what you've been through." And that was my opportunity to tell people it's Jesus. I would tell them it's not me. It's God. It's not me. It's God. And it was true. It wasn't me. It was God. Losing two children and continuing. It was God. And so once again, you can still be a light, no matter what place you find yourself in, you can still shine your light. Amen. That's bottom line ministry, making sure that Jesus is known wherever you are. Amen. Bottom line living, bottom line ministry. Amen. Put them together. Got some power. Amen. Lord, we bless your name. We thank you once again for giving us an opportunity to open up your word. Lord, we pray, Lord, we pray that you will give us the strength that we need, Lord Jesus, the boldness that we need, Lord, the power that we need to continue on in your name. Lord, we know that we can do nothing without you. Lord, we know that we cannot make one step, Lord, without you. So, Lord, I pray that you will have your way in every life, all those who are watching and listening right now. Lord, I pray that you will give them the power that they need to continue on. Lord, for that one who is going through something right now, Lord, you see their heart. You see their life, Lord. You see the things that they are enduring. And Lord, I pray that you will give them peace. Lord, I pray that you will give them strength. Lord, I pray that you will show them the way through. Lord, the way through is you. Lord, faith in your finished work, Lord Jesus. Lord, you bring peace. You bring power. Lord, you bring encouragement. Lord, we look to you, the author and finisher of our faith. Lord, have your way. Bless us together right now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. God is good. God is good. We bless him. We honor him. We thank him uh, for all uh, that he's doing, for all that he has done. Amen. Bottom line ministry. Amen. It's so important understanding just what our purposes here are as far as ministry goes. We are to let people know that Jesus is the answer. Amen. There are people in dire straits. And we're using that phrase once again. There are people in difficult circumstances, people that you don't know, people people that are going through some things that, that you would not even believe. Amen. And Jesus is the answer. Amen. Folk don't know it, but Jesus is the answer. The unsaved folk, folk don't know it, but Jesus is what they need. And we need to show off the praises of him who has called us out of darkness 
into his marvelous light. And he can do it. If he did it for us, he can do it for anyone. Amen. So we honor the Lord and we bless him. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, we'll be back next week. We're starting a brand new series next week. The Lord has uh, been laying this on my heart and it's this particular series is going to sort of run concurrent with our Wednesday night, with our Wednesday night Bible study. Uh, and that is saints of the Lord cry out. That's coming up next Sunday. Amen. Next Sunday, we're going to start a series on prayer. Amen. And seeing and discovering, learning just what happens when God's people pray, when we pray. Amen. Things happen when we pray. Amen. We're living in a day and age where we need to pray. Now, maybe more than ever before, God's people need to come together. We need to come together in one mind and pray. The needs are astounding. The needs we need to pray. Amen. So that's starting next Sunday night. On Wednesday night, let's go backwards here. On Wednesday night, uh, in our first principles of the Christian life, we're going to start a brand new series on prayer. Amen. On prayer. Once again, it's going to run concurrent. This is not by accident. It's going to run concurrently uh, with our series that will be starting on uh, Sunday. But here we're going to start talking about prayer. Amen. Aspects of prayer. How do we pray? Uh, how to be effective in prayer? Uh, the battle to pray. We're gonna be we're gonna be looking at prayer from several uh, different viewpoints, and that's starting on this Wednesday night. And then once again on Sunday morning, uh, we begin our series about crying out uh, to God. Amen. Monday, Monday we are continuing in our series entitled the Book of Matthew. Amen. <laughs> that's the line by line podcast. Amen. And that's at seven o'clock p.m. We are in chapter number 11. Oh, yes, moving right along. We're in Matthew chapter number 11. So I hope that you can join us on Monday night. Amen. Monday night. And on Tuesday night, we are concluding our series entitled Back to the Cross, Embracing the Power, the Glory, and the Victory. Amen. So join us at 8 o'clock on Tuesday night for this final installment of this uh, powerful series. Amen. And we just pray that the Lord will continue uh, to bless you. Once again, uh, we pray that you will continue to follow us. Follow us on social media. Amen. You can go to our Twitter account. Just uh, type in uh, Pastor Michael Jakes or Rev MJ. Uh, you can also go to our YouTube channel, which is That's the Word Ministries. Uh, and you can become a subscriber to our channel if you have not done so already. Uh, you can go to our That's the Word Facebook page, and you can become a follower of us there. Amen. You can also go to our website at thatstheword.org, and you can leave us your contact information. That is your email address, and we will get to you a copy of our latest uh, newsletter, just letting you know what's going on here uh, in the ministry. Amen. And don't forget our new book entitled Churchified or Sanctified is now available on Amazon.com. If you have gotten a copy, uh, don't forget to go back over. If you've read it, uh, don't forget to go back over uh, to Amazon to write a, re a review. Uh, whether you liked it, didn't like it, just tell the truth. Just be honest. Uh, we pray that it has been a, a help for your heart and for your life. 
but leave a a comment uh and that would be that would be helpful amen so we just thank the lord for what he is doing amen well i'm pastor michael jakes and once again i want to thank you for joining us thank you each and every one who have been with us once again shout out to all of those who do listen in over spreaker.com from across the united states and around the world you go to spreaker.com and you see all the other podcasts that the lord has allowed us to produce over the years amen whether it be sermons devotions teachings uh we have it there at spreaker.com amen so once again shout out to those of you who do listen in via spreaker amen so this is me that's you uh thank you for watching and we will see you hopefully tomorrow night as we go into the word of god book of matthew chapter number 11 amen we'll see you then have a great night have a great day